local men and women who suffered and the 16 million people killed across the world during the conflict, a sand image appeared on Freshwater West Beach at low water. The portrait of Charles Allen Smith Morris of the Bedfordshire Regiment was created as part of the pages of the sand as communities across the UK gathered on beaches to pay tribute to the millions of British men and women who took part in the war. Filmmaker Danny Boyle had invited people around Britain to join him in marking 100 years since armistice and the end of the First World War. In another tribute, the sound of a lone bagpiper could be heard in Pembroke. 100 years after the end of the First World War, Graham Phillips joined more than 1,000 pipers around the world who played at 6am their time in tribute to thousands of pipers killed leading troops over the top. The war graves at Carew Cheriton were honoured by the Carew branch of the Royal British Legion and in Saundersfoot a special concert was held in the village's Regency Hall. And in other news, David Powys Police is investigating an assault in Lampeter which left a woman in a serious condition in hospital. Ambulance responded to a call in the Bridge Street area of Lampeter at around 6pm on Thursday, November the 8th. As a result, four people from the Lampeter area have been arrested in relation to a serious assault. They remain in police custody. DCI Anthony Evans said... We are conducting house-to-house inquiries in the local area to try to build up a picture of what happened in the lead-up to this incident and the incident itself. I am appealing to anyone with information that could help the investigation, no matter how insignificant you feel it is, to please get in touch. We would particularly like to hear from Polish members of our community who may know the individuals involved and have relevant information. I would like to reassure the public that we are not looking for anyone else in connection with the incident. To report information, call 101. In the aftermath of recent flooding in our county, drivers are being warned to heed flood signs and not risk driving through flooded roads. In Gumfriston, there are now five signs in place, but people have been ignoring them. The council has issued a reminder that flood signs, when displayed, mean that the road is impassable. Please observe the road signs. They are there for your safety and the safety of others, a spokesperson said. On Thursday the 29th of November, don't forget it's your chance to save a life and do something good by donating blood. The blood donation session is taking place at Pater Hall Pembroke Dock from 11am until 1.30 and then from 3 until 6pm. Today is the deadline for contributing to ideas to develop the cremation services held at Teguin Narbeth, as the council is looking for ways to make sure the service is financially sustainable. Costs of the service they offer are not currently being covered by the fees they charge. If you'd like to participate in the public consultation about this vital public service, please do so by responding to the questions and proposals as set out on the Council's website. Ideas include providing a woodland burial, a flower shop and meeting room for wakes and other services, as well as increasing prices. The consultation is to assess the acceptability and potential impact of the proposals on the public. Any decision taken will consider the consultation outcomes and relevant legal powers. 
The Tenby Blues Festival is taking place this weekend. It's the 13th festival and it kicks off with a fantastic lineup in the Devalence Tenby starting at 7pm with other gigs around the town throughout the weekend. Check out the website for tickets and timings. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day, Pure West Radio. It is Pure West Radio, and it's not the beating the crap out of the table show. No, it's not. Not tonight. So, um, we got Ronnie tied up in the corner. Again. Yeah, after last week's. Yeah. There's still cracks in that desk over there. <laughs> or bet, well, I suppose we better start with the theme tune. It might be a good idea. Yeah, not strangers last week, though. No. <laughs> People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem wicked When you're unwanted, streets are uneven When you're down, when you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange When you're a stranger, faces look ugly When you're alone, women seem wicked When you're unwanted, streets are uneven When you're down When you're strange, faces come out of the rain When you're strange, no one remembers your name When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange Strange. Very strange. Yeah, not stranger than last week. <laughs> no, it's not the debate show, we're safe. No. <laughs> well, I think we are, aren't we? I don't know. Who knows? We do fireworks. No. And sad news um, for Avengers and Marvel, Marvel and comic fans. Yeah. yeah. Stanley, unfortunately, has passed away at age 95. Yes. Not that much of a superhero, then, no. was he? Unless he comes back in the next episode. Resurrection Man. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Good. You have to do like some sort of rubber suit. Ooh. We're not going down that road. <laughs> we can, there's no limits. It's the West Files. No, I don't want to get that excited, but you'd have to tie me back up again. <clears throat> Moving on. We have a guest. <laughs> Our guests tonight are the guys and gals of the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club. Yes. Uh, back with us to catch up on 
what they've been doing it, where they've been doing it, and who they've been doing it to. Oh, it's that sort of show tonight. <laughs> but for, but yeah. first of all, as some of the early podcasts um, went astray, I believe that they were abducted by aliens. Yeah, all the gremlin that messes up the computer. Um, there might be people who are completely unaware who the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club are. So would you like to enlighten us, please, Greg? Okay. Hello, Steve. Well, the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club was basically formed um, in 2016. Uh, we're a private, um, small group um, doing paranormal investigations, um, basically in and around Pembrokeshire, but we also go further afield around the UK. And my partner here, Fiona, is a, an integral member of it and uh, <laughs> my, my co-founder, as it were. So... Who's the real power behind the throne? Well, obviously. <laughs> that's a bit obvious on that one, yeah. She keeps very he quiet. He likes to think. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to boost his bubble. No, no, no. Don't upset me as a man. Yeah, the meek shall inherit the earth, providing it's all right with everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> or with Fiona. <laughs> so what inspired you to set up the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club? Well, we'd previously been members of, uh, of another team that um, was based in Pembrokeshire. Uh, which which came to a, an end a few years back, and we went out and basically went out into the wilderness and attended paranormal events all all over the UK with different groups. And we wanted to basically find out how other groups did things, uh, carried out their investigations, and this that and the other, um, which we found rather lacking um, because they were all basically uh, public events groups and and. It was like being on the set of Most Haunted, um, for the most part. I've been there. Yes, I know you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I, I, I've known you for uh, a long time, and um, done a you know training with yourself. Um, so we, Fiona's done training with you, and we, we decided that after a long stretch of being members of other other teams and not quite finding out. Uh, well, going in the direction that we wanted to go in, uh, we decided to build our own team. There is no better way. You get to uh, make the rules, and you get to um, set the standards. Yeah. I mean, we are we are um, members of the uh, the bigger organisations, um, the Society for Cycle Research, like yourself, and the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Can you say that again? <laughs> the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. <laughs> or ASAP for short. Thank you. <laughs> um, the SPR you know, basically deals with, on a basic level, and I'm just very basic, is um, ghosts and hauntings and, and poltergeists. Um, ASAP does the same thing, but they also cover areas such as cryptozoology and UFOs and we wanted to do the same sort of thing and broaden our horizons and do different types of investigations so that's the way we, we've taken it. Well I've got, to, I've got to on behalf of the Society for Psychical Research correct you a little bit. Yes obviously, um, that's why I did say basic. I mean, <laughs> the, the Society of the SPR founded in 1882 um, actually has a broader remit, it's to look at all of those faculties of man for which we don't have an explanation. But in in reality, um, one of the earliest committees was used to used to be called the Committee on Haunted Houses. Now it's called the Spontaneous Cases Committee, 
Um, but the rest of it tends to focus on parapsychology. So it's looking more within people for reasons as to why they're having seeing ghosts. So, and to be honest, the you're absolutely right. The, the uh, SPR doesn't really focus on uh, ufology or cryptozoology. In fact, it almost never touches cryptozoology. But from time to time, para, um, ufology in the form of parapsychology and why people have UFO-related uh, experiences does come up on the SPR's radar. Can I um, ask a question? Hmm. What's cryptozoology? Cryptozoology is... Well, I mean, I can answer it, but we'd, let's ask our guest. Yes. Cryptozoology is the uh, is the study of uh, cryptids, um, so things like Bigfoot, um, right. big cats in this in alien big cats in this country, that that sort of um, critters that shouldn't be there. Yeah. And, and it, but, it, but it also um, has a real life um, application, as in every year new species are being found. I mean, we, we we all hear about the the creatures that are dying out mm. and going extinct, but there are also thousands of creatures and plants and you know all that yeah. sort of in nature that are being found uh, every ah. every year. New discoveries. So that yeah. But cryptozoology, as in in on the paranormal side, is things such as Bigfoot, big cats, uh, big and, cats, yeah. and, and uh, along those sort of lines. Cool, thank you. you know, Tasmanian tiger and all that sort of thing. You mean there isn't one? <laughs> uh, only in the world of cartoons at the moment. Mm. Taz. Taz. I've got a Taz t-shirt at home. I'm talking now. <laughs> the, um, yeah, so, I mean, with ASAP, ASAP was formed in 1981, and its remit, I mean, it, I think it was actually formed as a, a sort of a breakaway of the SPR uh, by those people who didn't feel that their needs were being met because they wanted to explore ufology and cryptozoology and all these other ologies well i mean asap also considers things like ley lines and earth oh, mysteries right. and pyramid crop and crop mm -hmm. circles and oh, right. so it, it's got a much broader remit than than the spr it and there is looks at the entire paranormal world, circle type world, thing world, yeah. as it was it kind of, yeah, it kind of, sorry, it kind of looks at the whole paranormal world as it were uh, in from all different aspects all oh, right okay so and there is a, there is actually a third organisation that um, exists in the UK, older than the two previous mentioned, that's the Ghost Club, which was founded in 1862, so they claim, um, and that makes them the f world's oldest um, book club, ghost study. And there are differences, I mean, with the Ghost Club, the Ghost Club doesn't really, or didn't really, up until the 1960s, 70s, consider doing any form of investigation they oh. were more of a monthly meeting club. Um, they met in gentlemen's, various gentlemen's clubs in London. And they were more interested in the anecdotal stories. So was it a ma more a male-orientated thing then, back then? Not, no, not really, because... If, if it's gentlemen's clubs, I mean, ladies were not allowed well, in Well, they didn't meet in, in, ladies, in la ladies' excluded clubs. Ah. Uh, I was just trying to set the sort of ambiance of where they would meet. And with the, with, I mean, some of the very early and foremost researches into the subject, particularly of ghosts and um, hauntings, are female. Oh. Um, you know, the early, some of the early founder members of the Society for Psychical Research were female. And I don't think... Um, your your boss in the spontaneous case committee is female, isn't she? Indeed. Isn't yeah. um, you know, we there isn't really um, 
any exclusion on females or predominance of males ah, what you i mean and it's 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 more it's, it's perhaps more balanced i mean it is about probably about 50 50 male mm. female and always has been right the way back to the 1880s really? um with eleanor sidgwick who's one of the founder members with her husband um and, and there were Ada Goodrich Freer. I mean, I, these are names, you know, from from long, long ago that probably are meaningless now to many people. Including but, myself. But yeah. they were still instrumental in establishing the this interest in studying the phenomena of ah. ghosts. What you see nowadays with the advent since the millennium, with the advent of television ghost hunting, is um, and on the public events, you will see a predominance of females. Yes, almost oh, definitely. And yeah. the reason for, I mean, that's because women tend to be more... Screamy? No. Um, women are more open to the possibilities of um, these phenomena than, or, or more publicly open to the possibility than men. Um, really? And what you'll find is, if you, if, you, um, if you go along on a public ghost hunt, you will find that probably 60 or 70% of the the attendees a female yeah. well, really, and hobby yeah. has been dragged along there you know mm, well boyfriend right. has been dragged along well yeah. just as an example to back that up is um fiona and i have just come back from uh, an advanced training weekend with the uh, asap and there was four um men and seven women really mm. yeah that's surprising now, it's it's a demographic that that was i mean when when i was on most haunted for example um <coughs> One of those, one of the, th um, the programs exists to sell advertising revenue, and so they 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 look for the demographic of the audience because that's where they want to sell the mm. advertising yeah, revenue. That's obvious, and yeah. the demographic for programs like Ghost Hunters, Most Haunted, Ghost Adventures, all of the ghost investigating television shows that are on, um, and I don't think it's changed. Well, I last looked a couple of years ago, and it was still the same then. Was uh, 25 to 45 year old women and gay men really that was the target demographic Good for gosh. the advertising have, have they ever for those looked shows. into why uh, actually there have been a, uh, a number of studies conducted by the SPR or by members of the SPR psychologists working you know in their own universities and then submitting papers that have looked at um, differences in belief differences in reporting differences in perception of experiences between men and women mm. uh, but you know the the it's like why do women watch you know soap operas versus men and that and to say that there is a hard and fast you know it will you know everything conforms to this is probably wrong anyway mm. you know because there will always be people who will cite <laughs> examples it's it's like with smoking you yeah smoking is going to kill you well my granddad smoked 900 a day and he lived <laughs> in you know it's like there will always be anomalies yeah, there's always going to be mm. bits yeah um so the asap training weekend i mean we'll come on to that but first i, I think it's time for some music and to open a bottle of something fizzy and sparkling. Every butterfly I get belongs to you. You don't believe me, but it's true. Show the freckles on my arms, fill out your name.
That was a sudden ending. It was a bit. Yeah. All I Am by Jess Glynn. <coughs> yeah. I thought that was a woman who was going to be singing that, but, you know, Jess, but she had a very deep voice. I'm not even going down that road. <laughs> you can tell how up on punk on, uh, music I'm not going right. down that road. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, so, yeah, so um, our guests tonight on the West Files. By the way, if you've got any questions for our guests, um, feel free to text in. It's 60777 and prefix it with PWR. Otherwise, we won't get it. I tried Smurf and I never got a reply back. Somebody did. <laughs> Somebody well, would have got that message. Yeah, well, I didn't. They didn't oh. reply to me, so don't put Smurf. <laughs> there we are. Smurf doesn't work, so no. prefix it with PWR. And of course, you can always abuse us on our Facebook page, <laughs> or abuse the guests. Actually, yes, abuse us. Even more fun. So, uh, you've been doing some advanced training this weekend. We have, yeah. What does that actually involve? I mean, how do you train somebody to? It's, it's ethics is a lot of it and how you set up an investigation interviewing techniques and get into the bare bones of that really so it's I mean, advanced so there must be a, a more basic course than this yeah, yeah. there's um <coughs> oh sorry <laughs> you can interject I, I, I didn't see Fiona struggling go <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that bottle of physics I did Richard's tapping me on the leg <laughs> Oh, we don't want to find out about that. We've gone down the wrong roads enough as it is tonight. Uh, yeah, there, there, there is a um, a basic the basic course for investigators with ASAP, uh, and it, it it's heavily involves um, ethics and interviewing technique. That um, sounded remarkably like the advanced it, it, course. It, yes. it, it was uh, only the 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 advanced course. We didn't. Um, uh, go into ethics uh, in, in in a big way, whereas they did on the basic course. Um, they like to uh, make sure that everyone is um, up to scratch with how to deal with certain mm -hmm. um, cases and vulnerable people um, and the likes. And when it comes to people reporting um, issues, when you say vulnerable people, I mean, what sort of groups of Individuals would would be old vulnerable. Oh, the older generation of people who are yeah, um, listening, Ronnie, yeah. talking about you, um, <laughs> who may be living on their own and that sort of thing. Um, people with possible mental uh, health issues, talking about you, yeah. uh, young children, uh, along those sort of lines. Basically, basically. Does, does that require a sort of certain amount of uh, well, obviously training, but expertise? It does, and uh, for our personal, um, t our, our own team, uh, we have um, a group of people who we can call um, for expert advice on that sort of thing, or basically we hand the cases over to, to the more experienced uh, people. Oh, uh with the with the training courses that you've been on uh, with with the association for the scientific study of anomalous phenomena for those that missed the acronym earlier i still can't say it so we're all right yes, i have to repeat after me association association for, for the 
study. The scientific, study. Scientific study, sorry. Stein. See, even I got it wrong. <laughs> the study of um, anomalous. 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 No, no, anomalous. No, forget it. I can't even say it. Anomalous anem- phenomena. Anomalous phenomena. Right, how does this training go? My friend classifies, <laughs> she's, uh, she's a parapsychologist, she classifies herself as a, phenomenal, a phenomenologist. A phenomenologist. An anomalous phenomenologist. but different? Yeah. See, you're in the, you're in an area now where they can't even decide what to call themselves. But I try and say call themselves names that nobody else can say. Just call them names. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a science thing. It's a definitely a yeah. science thing. Yeah. Can't tell you it's a science. For lo- for lo- it's, for, oh, it's technical. <laughs> <laughs> so ha- the, the 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 these training courses. How long do they last? Um, it's two weekends. Um, we we did our first basic training um, eighteen months ago with ASAP. We've been members of ASAP for uh, a good few years, but we decided to go ahead and do their training. Uh, like, like I say, eighteen months ago, and that was over a weekend. And this one we, was over a weekend as well, t- two full days. Now ASAP isn't the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club, which is your group based down here in West Wales. What are the advantages to you of being in an organisation or uh, being allied to an organisation like ASAP? We or, have or the Society uh, we, of we, have, we have people um, that we can who are a lot more experienced than ourselves. Um, people like parapsychologists, uh, various other types of scientists and um, investigators who have been doing it for a long period of time, um, and we can call upon them for advice or help. Uh, we can also now that we're, we're advanced investigators, um, we, we have we, we do we, we do have a badge. Uh, we were now on, uh, we're registered on the ASAP's um, national register of professional investigators. That suggests you get paid. No, I know it does, but, <laughs> but yeah, we it don't. Like it. But um, I presume they, they mean professional as in the education that we've. we've, we've yeah, we it's have a it's received. a bit of a difficult one, that isn't it? Yeah. Because um, you know, if if you are professional then there are certain implications in that you get paid mm-hmm. yes uh, yeah. i think it more refers or that to you or indeed that yeah. you will charge yeah. or that somebody coming to you will expect to pay you well no, no i mean no. do you charge no we don't no. no never and um quite frankly we don't we don't pay for anything um, how do you cover your costs simple things like you know petrol or well it just comes out of our own pocket right yeah, so, so it's um, a self-funded hobby. Yeah. So well, yeah. Basically, you pay, you pay yourselves then. We yeah. do. Yeah. There we are, yeah. professional. <laughs> <laughs> so these these courses, do you actually get invited onto them, or do you just find out about them? No, we, we you get in, invited. You can for the beginners course, you yeah. you apply for it yourself. Right. Um, but then you get invited to do the advanced course. Ah, right. Um, and basically, once we've done the advanced course, because we we've got our own team. Um, there's a there's a method uh, a way that you can be affiliated to yeah. ASAP, and they have their own. What happens when you become affiliated is that any cases that come into ASAP, they c- then can turn around and say, "Are you capable? Are you able to do this case for us?" And right. we come under their insurance and everything then as well. Oh, so you haven't got to pay out for anything again anyway no, then. No. Well, only if it's an ASAP case. Yeah. yeah only yeah. if it's an ASAP yeah. case. Yeah. 
But you still don't get paid. <laughs> so is the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club? Oh, it's, 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 it's what they call non-for-profit. Yeah. Yeah. Crafty. There's a lot of organisations yeah. yeah. themselves for not-for-profit. So affiliation, um, have you done any work, done any cases? We, we haven't affiliated with the group. Oh, you haven't yet? yet? No. 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 Do you plan to? We're thinking about it. It all, all depends on uh, how our setup goes. You're doing a downward hand gesture <laughs> yeah. for the benefit of the, the listeners. Yeah. For the viewers, so yeah. Does this suggest that, that possibly things aren't entirely rosy in the world of... I don't know. I'm not going to comment on it, Steve. <laughs> I no, I meant generally. I meant generally. I mean, well, have you seen any over, changes uh, over the years that you've been involved? Well, as you, as you know, in, uh, before, the, before the likes of Most Haunted came out at the beginning of the 2000s, there was only like a handful of groups throughout the UK that looked into these cases. Um, private small private groups up and down the country and now since the advent of most haunted and ghost adventures and and and, and the likes there's just probably around in in excess of a thousand groups throughout the uk um and a vast majority of them are event groups public event groups i was gonna or say are the really they, they call themselves private private investigators private paranormal investigators but they run public events and what's the essential difference between you know if somebody goes to investigate i don't know pembroke castle just off the top of my head uh, and invites a bunch of people to you know along who, who want to come along and join well, in from our what's the difference yeah. in that and because you're making a clear, well, distinct, actually, uh, a clear distinction there aren't you yeah i am um i know people will argue that there's no apparently there's no professionals in or no experts in the paranormal but there is and quite frankly we've been with a lot of out to these locations with a lot of different event groups up and down the uk and they all seem to um issue a statement of how professional they are and how they 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 gather data and everything and then you turn up on location get a nice greeting and then the lights go off the ouija boards come out the little flashy object boxes come out and it's it's just all the same story and quite frankly in my opinion and probably your own there's just no control and especially when there's 30 to 40 people on these events you can't possibly try to control any sort of potential evidence that is being collated but there are people who would say that this is all you know smells of farmyards and and there's no such thing as ghosts anyway and you know this sort of thing's crazy and why can't people if they want to go and spend a night in a spooky house well they can quite frankly they can but um if they've got money to throw away they if they they want to throw that how much how many of these have you been on (laughs) well we did we threw exactly we 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 spent a good couple of years going on these things just but like i said we, we did it with a purpose of trying to see how different groups operated because um, I've I've looked at the numbers um, for some of the ones that have been held locally, like Carew Castle is is quite commonly visited by ghost investigators. When you look at the, you know, you click on the the page that's selling the event, um, and you compare it to because I know how much Kerry will charge you for staying the night there mm. and looking for the ghosts. There's an awful lot of money being made by not for profit organisations. Mm. Yes, mm. I, I know. Um, I, you know where is. You know, don't ask me. 
They they claim that it's going on fuel costs for the for the team members and equipment. And, and, and equipment costs and that sort of thing. But um, You're not saying anything to HMRC then, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but are these the same people that on on the other side of it? I mean, they're, they're hosting these events. Great, yeah. People go along, do what they do. But are these the same sort of people that? Hypothetically, somebody gets in touch with them and says they've got a ghost in their back bedroom. That's right. We're, we're and are quite, they yeah. the same people that would, you know, do that as well? Mm -hmm. Yes, on, on a big scale. <sighs> That's um, rather scary. There are groups that we've been with that purely do public events, and it's just a bit, and it literally is a business, and they admit that it's just a business for them. Yeah. It's a, it's a public events entertainment business. Um, just involves going around spooky houses in, in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of groups. You only have to look on Facebook, put in paranormal groups on Facebook, and there's reams and reams and reams of them on on social media and, and the web stating that they'll come into your house and a lot of them say they'll clear the house mm. if there's any spirits there or demons, we'll get rid of the demons, demonologists. But there are, there are a lot of people... Um, who believe that sort of stuff. Who yeah, not only believe it, but get a positive, you know, they call these people in and they get they are they think that they are genuinely helpful yeah and mm -hmm. that it's resolved their problem or is that is that wrong then for these groups to offer these services i'm not saying it's wrong but um depends on the client's expectations yeah. doesn't it i mean what are they looking for do they want somebody to come in and say well yes you have got ghosts in here then fine if mm. it I mean, yeah, that's the other end of the, the, the other side of the coin. You know, mm. you'll get people calling up these groups with their, that have got their own agenda. People, for, for instance, um, a pub might be being, let's just say, a pub might be in decline. I'm not going to name any names because mm. yeah, I'm just it's just hypothetical. And the paranormal entertainment is big money these days. Yeah. And it can actually literally lift people people's building, you know, the the payments for buildings stuff out of the gutter. Mm. And they'll bring, you know, they might make up a bunch of stories, throw a video onto the, onto YouTube, which will get a million hits in a day. And all of a sudden, it's a paranormal site that everyone wants to go to. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Well, time for some music while we mull that over.
problem with songs? Why is it? Yeah, perhaps there's a one for your debate show. Why is it that songwriters in, or record makers insist on having like a 45 minute outro to the song where they just repeat the same? I don't know. Filling time? Maybe? Yeah. We've got <coughs> well, we haven't got time. This is the West Files. We don't put <laughs> such a long song on then. <laughs> it's not <laughs> me, it's the computer that does it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our guests tonight on the West Files are. Along with the popping candy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got the popping candy out. We, we found some of our Halloween sweets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Greg, I think you got one of the double dare beans. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got the cat food one. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what it was, but it didn't taste right. I know that much. <laughs> but he cheated. He spat it out. And oh didn't dear. Eat it. Yeah. There you You're go. Supposed to actually. I'm glad it was Greg that did it, because if it, you can't. No, we're not going there. <laughs> you the, did you swallow or did you spit? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show. Definitely spat. <laughs> now, Sounds like a man. <laughs> before Robert Palmer, um, you, we were talking about the differences. Um, as you see it, between event groups, groups that uh, invite the public along, and then those who go to people's houses mm. or uh, places of work, I presume, to investigate. You come, you came across though, really as rather sceptical, rather dismissive of the, of ghosts at all. I mean, I'm not dismissive of ghosts or sceptical of ghosts. Um, I'm dismissive of these event groups um, who go in, set up a myriad of equipment and flashy objects and Ouija boards all in one place and and then they do an entire and it's always at night with the uh, lights off with the lights off I mean just for instance this evening um, I won't mention the name of the group because I don't want to it's not liable and all that sort of stuff but you can't they, mention they, them, no, no 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 they put up a photograph of um, them doing a Ouija board among, uh, alongside a whole group of other photographs, they're doing a Ouija board in the dark with a, with someone holding a torch above it. Yet, the, all the other gr- pictures either side of it, of the same room, had the lights on. <laughs> so basically, to do the Ouija board, they actually just turned the lights off and then put a torch on. What did the, I can't so remember I what the them, instructions on the box say. They say to do it. Because you can buy them, can't you? You yeah. can go to oh, Toys R Us in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can buy them for kids. Yeah. Well, in America, you can you can go into any Toys R Us and they'll sell you a Ouija and they'll yeah. stop Ouija boards. Exactly. But is that what people expect at an well, event like that? Sort of the flashy lights, the Ouija boards, and all the other. Yes, but this is this is a, this is a team that don't do events. Ah. This was their own their own investigation of a location. Oh. You know, and um, are they based in South Wales. No, they're not. No, okay. they're they're based over in, in England somewhere. England Shire. Um, England Shire. country. I do. I, I simply just said, said to them, I go, is, "Is there any reason why you are doing it in the dark rather than having the lights on, mm. seeing as you're using a torch anyway?" And they blocked me. <laughs> I wonder why. You know. <laughs> so, but basically, these groups um, they'll go into a location for one night, maybe two nights, and finish at one, two or three in the morning. By nine o'clock in the morning, all the evidence is all over YouTube and Facebook. This is what we captured, this is what we, and you're like, how can you possibly know that what you captured is genuine, the genuine article, especially when the amount of people are messing around inside the building mm. with no controls whatsoever. Um, 
Mm. And you asked earlier what the difference was, what we, we thought the difference was. All right, well, you know, the difference f for me is um, you have a report come in. Say someone hear, hears a, uh, an odd sound in their, house, in their living room. They're sat watching TV. They've lived in this house for years. So generally people get to know yeah. what sounds and creaks and all that sort of things are. But then they hear a sound coming from the, emanating from the corner of the room, which is completely out of character. And they've never heard it before. They dismiss it. You know, the following night, same sort of time. Following day, same sort of time. They hear it again, and they look. They can't find any reason what, what what's making the noise. You know, what gen a, a, a normal sane person does. They, mm. they, they go and is there a dog walking around or you know that sort of thing. And then they they may. No, I'm not saying everybody does this, but yeah. some people will then. Th get the idea that maybe it's a ghost or something along those lines that they can't explain so maybe there's someone who can you know, yeah. who can come in and help them now after a, a serious group who have had good training good background knowledgeable people who've helped them uh, develop themselves they would do an in-depth interview more well, might do an in-depth interview with these people just to see what, how the land lies, how the land lies yeah. with those people, but at the same time, they're in the, they're in the house, and they might be able to answer the question there and then. Yeah, yeah, because what happens when you live in a house? You get used to the sound, so some sounds just to by bypass you. Yeah, they yeah. do. You tune you know? out. Yeah. You tune out of it. Yeah. Whereas someone coming into the house will, will hear a sound, and say, "Oh, look, it's the mm. it's a timer on your on, on your on your thermostat that's just clicked." You know. And they'll they'll look into it, and but even if they can't if they can't answer it there and then, they'll concentrate just on that one sound, you know, for the until they can get an answer. They'll they'll create what uh, what we call the scientific method, which is what Steve taught me. Um, you know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll ask the question, what is causing this sound, mm. and then they'll build a a series of um, s stages as in to try and answer that question. And if that that um, those stages don't work, then they'll build up a they'll start all over again until they get to either they either get to the bottom of it or they can't get to the bottom of it. And that me personally, I'd call in, I'd ask Steve to come along and say, "Do us a favour, have a look at this." Yeah. And if he wants to, he, <laughs> if he wants to bring his group in, or or maybe not Steve, maybe maybe ASAP, like you know, yeah. guys from ASAP. So it's it's like if I can't do this, there's people I know that might be able yeah. to. Yeah. So you you keep going until. But, but what I wouldn't do is, is go 50 in. Million people. Yeah, go in there with an entire team, with all the gadgets and 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 flashy lights and Ouija boards and everything, <coughs> and then plug it all over YouTube and face and Facebook. You know, mm. it's. It, 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 that's the difference, in my opinion, between the, the two types. Well, let's. Uh, we've got some interesting music here as a breather. Mm. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> By Rockwell.
See, that was another one. See, she was singing the same. Another little long. You carry on. I was just letting drum a lollipop. Munch our way through the leftover Halloween sweeties. Mm. That somebody, you know, Although Greg has given up on the double dares. <laughs> I don't, I, they, ha, they don't look like they've been very popular, do they? I don't know why. But Greg uh, and Fiona from yep. um, Pembrokeshire Ghost Club. Fiona, who's been on the popping candy. Oh, yeah, still on she the popping candy. She's still on the popping candy. She's still on the popping candy. Is that candy. the apple or the... Um, I'm going to blame you. She's bouncing apple. around the living room. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not bad, that one. That's not nice. bad, that one. You, you, <laughs> you, from what you were saying before, um, when you, know, you go along... Um, is there anything to investigate? Because I know you don't. Well, you know, can't we just put them all down to imagination or? No, I don't think you stuff. can because, I mean, literally, literally thousands of years, people have been reporting these events, these experiences. Um, a lot of the, a, a lot of the time. It, it's people that are just going about their daily business and they've got no involvement in the paranormal experience world and you know entertainment or anything like that then they've never had any interest in it and they'll be going about their daily business or their, their normal routines and suddenly something will happen that is just completely completely throws them and they think they've seen people or loved ones you know things like what we call crisis apparitions you know could they have done Oh, well, there's there's no no uh, evidence to say that they couldn't have done yet, apart from you know there are a few obviously psychological um, issues that you know psychologists are looking into that can cause that that sort of um, vision or, or or thing, you know, or sound sounds being heard, people seeing objects in 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 in, in windows that sort of thing. One what. Is it when people go on these public events as well, um, just uh, for to return back to them for a moment? Do they see? Do they have experiences while they're there on these public events? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've seen everything from. Uh, oh, because you're saying you're, you you've seen or no no I was seen in, as in the people react. Okay, okay. No, no, we've we, we've seen things people claiming that. They're being spoken to on Ouija boards. We've seen people thinking of getting possessed. Possessed, yeah, possessed by demons. <laughs> Rolling on the floor because mm. they're possessed. We've seen the bizarre to the ridiculous, haven't we? Yeah, things. basically. But are people mm. genuinely believing that that is what's happening to them? Or is it just. I think some of it can be put down to uh, the power of suggestion. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. You'd have to you'd have to attend these events to, mm. to to see it for yourself. Well, maybe we can make that happen. Mm. Or there's people out there sitting there, they're shouting at the radios now, saying that this is all bunkum. Probably is, and that these things are just you know tricks of the mind, tricks of the light, and overactive imagination. Some of it. Is. It might well be, but according to uh, well, we're coming up to the news anyway, and let's let's hear from let's get the opinion of James Arthur. Mm. Someone told me I should take caution when it comes to love I did 
And you were strong and I was not my illusion, my mistake I was careless, I forgot I did And now, when all is done, there is nothing to say You have gone and so effortlessly You have won, you can go ahead, tell them Tell them all I know now Shout it from the rooftops Write it on the skyline All we had is gone now Tell them I was happy And my heart is broken All my scars are open Tell them what I hoped would be impossible And broken hearts, I know, I know And thinking all you need is there Building faith or nothing worse Empty promises will wear, I know I know, and now When all is done, there is nothing to say And if you're done with embarrassing me Pembrokeshire. the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Communities across our county commemorated the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War yesterday and remembered those who were killed during the two world wars. Remembrance Sunday services and processions took place in villages and towns throughout Pembrokeshire and beyond in wet and sombre conditions. As part of the commemorations, to remember the local men and women who suffered and the 16 million people killed 
travelled across the world during the conflict, a sand image appeared on Freshwater West Beach at low water. The portrait of Charles Allen Smith Morris of the Bedfordshire Regiment was created as part of the pages of the sand as community 